Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Hi, it's Martha Stewart. You know, I spend a lot of time thinking about dirt. At 3 a.m.? At all hours of the day, really. What people don't know is that not all dirt is the same. You need dirt with the right kind of nutrients. New miracle Grow organic raised bed and garden soil is so dense, so full of nutrient-rich, high-quality ingredients. miracle Grow is simply the best. Say with Ashley Ray, your go-to podcast for discovering what to watch on TV and getting behind-the-scenes insight from the people who make the shows you love. Today, I had to bring in two reality show experts, Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. You know them from the Love to See It podcast. They usually talk about The Bachelor, real romance shows. We were going to have a big old love is blind extravaganza today. That was the plan. But you know what happens when you make plans. Netflix slaps you in the face. And that's what Netflix did because their amazing live reunion that they hyped did not happen and was not live. So we we had to adapt. We didn't get to watch the episode until the next day. So we're going to still get to it. We're going to get into the memes, the jokes, the Netflix failure of it all. We're going to talk about that. But before we do, I'm going to share my watch list, what I've been looking at, because there is so much TV back, baby. Now, I promise you, no spoilers. You know how we do here at TV, I say. So so don't be afraid. I'm just going to give you some things to watch that I have been enjoying now that we are back. Ooh, we are back in the just thick of it because a certain, I guess you'd call it a sitcom, is back. Barry, famous comedy, at least at the Emmys, Barry, uh, the comedy that makes you feel like you're having a heart attack. Barry, <laughs> the comedy that is terrifying. Barry, it is back. We got two episodes, two amazing, amazing episodes. I believe when when showrunners and producers and writers say things like, oh, I look at my TV show like a movie, they're wrong. That's a silly thing to say. A TV show is a TV show. And usually the people who say that just don't have respect for the medium of TV and they need to believe they're creating something different, like a film that just is structured like a TV show. But no, what you're doing is making television, uh, which, you know, for decades now has has taken many forms and formats. But when Bill Hader says Barry is a movie, he's the only person who is right. <laughs> He's the only person who gets to say that because Barry is a movie. These two episodes that we got to see had such an amazing rhythm and so much happens in such little time, but they're complete arcs 
for for every major character. Like I said, no spoilers. I'm not going to say too much because so much happens. But you see that so many of these characters are still dealing with the same triggers, the same problems, even though nearly everyone has had a, a huge reversal of fortune or their situation. So I have no idea where the season's going to go. And that makes me so, so excited. So Barry... Uh, welcome back, baby. Welcome back, Barry. I love that show. And I'm so happy uh, that we got to team it up with Secession. After the the Netflix Love is Blind failure, I think all of us were just like sitting at our TVs counting down like, oh, if Netflix doesn't get this going by like 545, it's over. Like that is when I will be jumping over to Secession, which is exactly what I did. And goodness, what an episode. Uh, I... It's almost one of those things where it's like, I don't know if it was better than than last week's uh, Connor's Wedding. It's like the other side of the show when it comes to like what I love about Secession. If, you know, Connor's Wedding was what the show does at its best in big moments and and high drama, you know, that and say what happened with Kendall and the waiter in season one, that was, say, Connor's Wedding. This episode... <laughs> This episode, this is what what happens when Secession is just, like, at its silliest. <laughs> when you really have, like, Shiv Roy falling down steps. Uh, when you have Tom at the back of a memorial just, like, talking smack. It is... It, when you just have Tom truly being like, well, well, if I if I may, I'm just here to serve. And what about me as CEO? And Frank coming at him with the, okay, man, like, let me just present this to you as a friend. No one likes you. Uh, <laughs> it is Secession at its best tone and rhythm when it comes to comedy and being absolutely vicious. I, I cannot say enough about Marsha. Marsha Roy returns to the estate, to the Roy estate, to her rightful claim to the throne, which is that of Queen, because she is Queen Marsha, and she lets Carrie know it. And that scene, if if I could tattoo a scene of television to my chest, it would be uh, Marsha Roy going, we're getting Carrie a taxi to the subway so she can go home to her little apartment. Without, oh, the cadence, the rhythm, Emmy, Emmy across the board. Sorry to all the other shows. Oh, that moment, it got me. So, whew, Secession, wherever you take me this final season, oh, Captain, my Captain, I'm in. <laughs> oh, look at me making a movie reference, right? That's the one with uh, Robin Williams, the kids stand on the desk, right? I dated a guy who made me watch that so many times. Anyway, <laughs> uh, next up on the watch list, I have been diving deep into Paramount Plus because, I don't know, I got a free trial. But I started with Rise of the Pink Ladies. It's a Grease prequel uh, set in the, like, 1950s or 40s. There's a lot of talk about communists, but actually, like, the era it's set in is very unclear because there's, like, desegregation. But I I don't know. Anyway, it's a prequel to Grease that explains how the Pink Ladies came to be. Honestly, you know, I'm an American child, red-blooded kid. I was obsessed with Greece as a kid, right? Like, don't we all have that period when we're like, I don't know, seven to out of mid thirteen, when you're just like, Greece is so fun. Ah, so 
yeah, there's something about it where I'm like, yeah, I see the joy in, in telling the story of the Pink Ladies. It is a diverse cast, but not in a way that's forced or, you know, nonsensical. They do include it in the plot line. There is a lot about how there is discrimination. But again, it's like, well, what? okay, you know, like, it, it's an interesting look on race and diversity uh, in this musical world. Uh, but at the same time, there is an entire dance number where, like, these racists from a painting, like, come alive and do a little dance number with, like, these fake KKK costumes. So just, like, an, like just the same kind of corny tone as the Crease movie where you're like, is that the choice you wanted to make? Okay. Uh, I will say that I'm absolutely in on it. It kind of fills the same gap that Daisy Jones and the Six did where you absolutely know it's not you know, realistic to the world of Greece, but it's fun enough and everyone's having a good time and the actors are great that you're just like, yeah, sure, I buy it. Okay, this is how the Pink Ladies came to be. Why not? Okay, I'm in. It's that easy sometimes. So, you know, Rise of the Pink Ladies on Paramount+. Plus. What else I've been watching on Paramount Plus, because when you finish uh, all the episodes that are available of Pink Ladies, it will start playing this other show uh, automatically called School Spirits. And if you don't feel like moving, next thing you know, you're two episodes deep and you're like, hey, this is pretty interesting. (laughs) And that is what happened to me with our next show on the watch list, School Spirits. It is basically, uh, if you're aware of the show Ghosts on CBS, which again, I love. Also want to give that a shout out on the the watch list because it did come back from hiatus a few weeks ago. Uh, We've had two new episodes. I have not shouted them out, but I do want to talk about Pete's daughter's wedding ep that just came out last week. It was really charming. Really what I love about the show Ghosts. Ghosts, a complete hit on CBS. CBS looked at that and went... We need more shows with ghosts. <laughs> ghosts, that's where it is. People love ghosts. And I guess they looked at their streaming platform and went, well, this is for children and te- younger people. So what if we had a show with ghosts and younger people? And that is how I believe School Spirits came to exist. It is a show about a girl who goes missing. She doesn't remember, though, like how she, she she's gone missing in our world but her spirit is haunting her high school. And she realizes there are other ghosts that are her age also haunting this high school because anyone who dies at the high school stays there. That is ghost rules. You know, if you die on the property, you stay on the property. So she knows she's di- she's dead, but like she doesn't remember what happened. No one can find her body. She can't find her body. So it's like very weird. And she starts bonding with these other ghosts, but realizes she has, like, a special ability to connect with a living person. Oh, see? But but again, it's in a high school, so it's not the show Ghosts because it's a high school. And there's, like, a range of, like, funny, charming ghosts from a variety of decades. One of them is a hippie girl who, like, they all think did bad drugs. Oh, wow. No, her name isn't Flower. It's something else. Because, again, it's not the show Ghosts. It is School Spirits, and it's about teenagers. But it does just cover all the the same uh, archetypes. But what I'll say is it's a really engaging show. It's pulled me in. It has a real love for the the teen drama. Each episode is is named after a classic show, like, you know, Dazed and Confused, 
you know, little puns with ghosts in them, seance anything, for example. So it, it does do a great job sending up to all of these different just genres within the teen coming of age experience, which I love as a as a person who just celebrates all things pop culture. So there's something really fun about it. Also an amazing himbo performance uh, from the football player love interest ghost in the show. And you know I love a show with a good himbo. So I got to give it up for that. That is, you know, really what I want to celebrate on the watch list. I also want to give a shout out to Saturday Night Live. We had the episode with Quinta Brunson, which was great. And then we got Molly Shannon, which was also great. But I'm surprised there there wasn't a little more buzz around it. But I think also it was very kind of Molly focused in a way where she almost just kind of blended in with the SNL cast so much. It didn't feel like we had sort of a, a guest host, you know, it just was like, oh, this is just is this the SNL all SNL episode? Because she's such a stellar SNL cast member, you know, she knows the show she's made basically what the show is today. That's all thanks to Molly. So I love the Molly Shannon episode as someone who, you know, screams when, you know, she says superstar because I love Molly Shannon. But I think uh, people were expecting maybe a few more pop-ups, like maybe from her old castmate, Anna Gasteyer, who also has a big show out right now. So it was a little like, well, where's... You know, where's that? Where's that? But this past weekend, we got an episode with uh, Anna de Armas. Um, and, you know, she really did try. But what I loved in the episode is <laughs> that Molly Carney, SNL's new cast member, who is one of my favorite comics, uh, got to have a weekend update moment that was absolutely hilarious. They addressed you know, what is happening in this country against trans children. It was also very funny, and they got to hang from the ceiling. (laughs) Uh, So I I have to recommend that moment. So if you're someone who doesn't watch Saturday Night Live live, like me and my mother, and and you just watch the highlights, go and give yourself a treat. Go watch some of the the Molly Shannon episode, uh, and then go watch Molly Carney on the Anna de Armas episode in Weekend Update. You're going to enjoy that. You're going to like that. You're going to laugh. So there you go. That is my watch list. And that's real. There was even more. I Bob's Burgers, The Great North, Last Week Tonight. Those are just shows I was watching while I waited for Love is Blind to be on. <laughs> but you know what? We're going to talk all about it after the break. I will be joined by Emma Gray and Claire Fallon to dive into the Love is Blind season four reunion. So stick around. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Capella University is rethinking higher education. With their game-changing FlexPath format, you can earn your degree on your schedule, so you can fit education seamlessly into your life. Imagine your future differently at capella.edu.
Welcome back, TV Club. I knew that I had to call upon some reality dating show experts to help me break down the Love is Blind season four reunion. You know them as the hosts of the Love to See It podcast, where they recap The Bachelor and a slew of other dating shows. I want to welcome Emma Gray and Claire Fallon. Welcome to TV Club. Oh my gosh, we're so excited to be here on this auspicious post-Netflix meltdown day. Uh, Is Mercury retrograde? Yeah, yeah, it is. (laughs) I'm a little afraid to tape, actually. <laughs> yeah. You're like, Honestly. what will go wrong? Is our audio going to start glitching? I can start just like tapping the mic wildly if you want right? to really get in the mood. So let's like break down this mishap for listeners because shockingly this morning, a lot of people were asking me like, what do you mean something happened with the Love is Blind reunion? I didn't hear anything about this. There hasn't been, I'm shocked, like a a real like article breaking down this wild timeline of events. I need an Uh, oral history of like backstage in the green room. In the green room on stage when they all like, yeah, they all came out, the live audience, like what were you doing sitting there (laughs) the like two hours before they finally decided we messed up, we just have to like tape this and do something. So originally Netflix says, hey, we're going to do our first live reunion. Has Netflix done anything like this before? Yes, they did the Chris Rock special live. Didn't seem to have any problems with that. They did a few live things when they had the Netflix is a joke comedy festival in L.A. No issues there. Guessing those shows didn't have big audiences because they're not Love is Blind. That's the thing. Uh, Love is Blind is bigger than Chris Rock now. Yeah, sorry, but true. Love is Blind is like the number one across multiple countries. Countries. And you are heavily promoting this. Yeah, I mean, it's their biggest hit. You know, people are excited. We're all ready to tune in. And at five o'clock when it's supposed to start, you just get like an error message or you couldn't even get the live thing to come up. It's just like not working. People are trying different devices. Personally, I was like on two different laptops, a phone, an iPad. <laughs> Mine wouldn't even show up on mobile. I couldn't, it wouldn't show up on my laptop or my phone. I could only get it on my TV. And even then I would like click it and the purple screen uh, saying yes. like, this is starting soon would come up and then it would try to reload. And then it would say, this cannot be played right now. And it was just a cycle of me doing that for an hour and a half. Yeah. Say what you will about, you know, network TV. They know how to air a show at more or less exactly the time that they told you it was <laughs> exactly going to Exactly the time. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of their thing. Even when they're like, uh-oh, a football game aired. They know how to handle it, okay? Yeah. And so <laughs> Netflix has no real reason to mess this up. They should know what traffic demand might look like. They should know the excitement of people who, like, stay up until midnight to watch this show. But they weren't ready. And so... They eventually decided, okay, we're just going to record something and put it up immediately. They record a reunion. And at some point in the night, some people are like, oh my gosh, I'm able to see it. If you like had the live thing loading, if you fast forwarded an hour ahead, you were able to finally start it. And so those people did that. And then (laughs) brilliant geniuses that they are went, let me live stream this on TikTok for the people and on YouTube live. So there was a secondary audience of people who watched the whole reunion just through TikTok live and like that's Instagram That's the kind live. of democratic thinking I like to see. That's, the- that's what I should have done today to expand my platform because at some point they like took it down and yes. I tried to click into it. I had left my window open. Yeah. I could still watch it. So this morning Ugh. I watched the reunion 
that other See, people couldn't access, I could have made bang. And yeah, you I was. I tried cut. to rewatch, and I tried to rewatch, and I was, I was completely locked out. Yeah, I, I was locked it out. In a, yeah, very odd way where I like did manage to get it during the live, but it was already like 15 to 20 minutes in. So I started in the middle and then watched to the end. And then on like the fifth try was able to rewind to the part that I had missed. Like just a complete mess mess. from top to bottom. Yeah. For me, I was completely locked out. Just kept getting the error message and all these people on Twitter yelling at me going, you just have to click the fast forward button. And I'm like, there's no fast forward. I'm losing my mind. You're all (laughs) gaslighting me. Like this is tearing this country apart. I'm just angry. And finally, it just like they showed a photo of like a like you're like, okay, I guess the episode is up. But it was just a photo. You couldn't click on it. And then on Twitter, they were like, hey, we're so sorry. Here's a picture of everyone at the reunion. It'll be up at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. And my stupid, like, stoned ass was like, oh, 12, midnight. Because that's usually when Netflix puts new things up. So I was like, Uh I just have to stay up another hour. It'll be up at midnight, fine. (laughs) I get midnight, I'm immediately on the app. And it's the same thing. I'm just like, why won't it let me click? And then I look and I'm like, oh, because I'm stupid. They're doing it at noon. So we had to wait, like, a... Why would you think Why that? would it take them until noon Pacific noon. the next noon, day? It was yeah. supposed to air at 8 p.m. Eastern. And it wasn't supposed to be edited because it was supposed to be live. So live. Just, just so what are we up. editing? Just put it out there. And it was edited this morning. I I was waiting as soon as it I gave it time this morning. I waited until 12.04. And as soon as it did, <laughs> I was like, let's go. I'm truly canceling my subscription. I'm so angry. I saw someone tweet like we are all entitled to share one password now. Yeah. And I agree. I yeah, it's the this, least they could do for us. It's the least they could do. What were they doing? I don't. I mean, I imagine they were trying to fix the audio issues. I didn't watch the edited version because we I only saw the live version. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. I saw the live I version. Mean, Did they fix the fact that the audio like skipped and repeated every five seconds in the edit yes so they there were clearly some audio issues because you could tell a few times like when the people were talking into their microphones they were getting like either weird feedback and they would like stop for a minute or it just like sounded weird in the background so I think they tried to clean that up but all of the captions were completely off like all the captions were super super slow compared to when they were talking so I still was just like, why did we, what did you do with all this extra time? Did they cut out the part where Vanessa had to tell someone in the control room that their mic was on? Or did they leave that in? <laughs> they cut that out. See, th- that's what, <laughs> that's the experience I wanted. And now I'm, <laughs> see, you're, you, you two are filling me in on everything. So I want to hear your experiences with this reunion, please. What shocked you? What moments made you go, wow, I would have tweeted about this if we were all watching at the same time? (laughs) I thought this reunion was such a disaster. Yeah. (laughs) Like, I thought it was so badly done. We've said this from season one. Nick and Vanessa, they are not journalists. They are not equipped. They are no Andy Cohen. They do not come properly prepared. They are no Sean Robinson. No. I just got to give Sean a shout out. Like literally anyone who has a long running career (laughs) of doing interviews. They're not any of those people. I've just been very immersed in in Scandival. So Andy Cohen is is top of mind. And Bravo is also just very good at like, if they're going to bring up some text messages, 
Have it on the screen. Put them yeah. up on the screen. Have it on the screen. Okay, Bravo knows know. how to do her union. Exactly. Like, what are we doing? What are we doing talking around some text messages from Jackie and <laughs> some, just gesturing yeah. at them? Like, something Bravo made clear last night when they were throwing so much shade at Netflix. They were like, we know how to do a reunion. We would have been ready for this. We wouldn't have had you waiting. <laughs> and Netflix does this thing where they're referring to, like, oh, maybe Marshall went out with someone. And it's like, Bravo would have had footage, photos. Yes. Like, yes. like, like, remind us who Keisha is. Had no idea yeah. who he was even talking about. I was no just like, idea. that could be any person in the pods or, like, I don't know, someone's friend. I had no idea. <laughs> It just I was it googling was different spellings of Keisha Love is Blind to see yeah, what I fi- I finally <laughs> found her but it took like 15 minutes. Yeah, and I think she had maybe one conversation with maybe with Chelsea. I don't even remember. I just remember it was like and she literally just had at that point the label like Chelsea's friend and I was like, "Oh, that's how you know she's not going farther in the show." <laughs> Like, they weren't even, like, calling her, like, contestant number, blah, blah, blah. She was just, like, in the pods and already being labeled as someone's friend. And I was, like, girly. Brutal. Brutal. You're not you're not making it to to the to the vacation. Sorry. Yeah. One of the moments that would have had, like, the most impact was completely undermined by their lack of preparation, because when we get to litigating the conflict between Jackie and Marshall, she alleges that he said something extremely derogatory and asked her on what that was. And then Marshall references text messages that, that were leaked of Jackie's that indicated the kind of things she said to him in their conversations. And they don't have the text messages ready. Right. They're alluding to the fact that Jackie may have said some things that were homophobic and Marshall said some things that were transphobic. Yeah. And they do a terrible job of, first of all, actually telling the audience what it is that they're trying to litigate in the first place. Yeah. The context was very unclear for like the totally. even the conversation. And it right. also confused me because Jackie said... We were, it was like off camera, but they were filming because they were filling out their marriage certificate. So like there were cameras. And I was just like, if you could pull out the cuties footage for, <laughs> for Zainab and Cole last season, there's definitely right, like, like filling out our marriage here? certificate, like footage somewhere. Like, what are we talking about? And also if you're gonna then allude to these like derogatory things that were allegedly said, then maybe we should unpack the impact of that and how that could be very harmful to the trans and queer communities to have those things out there. Maybe ask Marshall and Jackie if they have learned and reflected and regret making those statements. It's like none of that was present. Yeah, and that was, for me, the biggest sort of conflict I was waiting for them to address. I know people were super excited about Irina and Micah, but... They were such boring, mean girls to me that by this point of the reunion, I was just like, I don't really need Irina to come out and explain, like, why she's a mean girl. I get it. She wanted to be on TV. Great. (laughs) It worked. She did it. Like, Uh, she was rude. We, yeah, we we got it. We got it, yeah. We know who she is. We understand. It did give Bliss a chance to really stand by her man, and I... I respect her for that because I don't know that I could sit next to a man who is fully breaking down the lyrics <laughs> to Leanne Womack's I Hope You Dance in a way like like it is like Shakespeare. Like when, when Zach goes, Leanne said, there are going to be mountains. I was just like, did he just say Leanne? Like he's on a first name He's basis. like, you have to understand. 
the mountains that Leanne is referring to are her parents, Wes's parents. And I am the one who does fear the mountains in the distance and who chooses to take the path of least resistance, which is, of course, Irina. And I think we can all see that that is yes. what those symbolize. We, and we all see. Uh, and then that is why. And, and we both hope in the end that we do dance. And it's just like, <laughs> that's when I was like, she really has to love this nerd because she is just yeah. smiling. And she t- does. That's how t- you know. That's how you know. Because Tiffany had a look on her face like, how does anyone take him seriously? <laughs> Tiffany looked like she just wanted to break down giggling and was stifling it. And then Bliss is just yeah. looking at him like, that's my man. I love that's my guy. <laughs> Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. Want to connect with a family member who doesn't speak your language? Then check out the language learning program Rosetta Stone on desktop or as an app. Rosetta Stone is designed to immerse you in the language you're learning through an intuitive process. Plus, the True Accent feature even gives you feedback on your pronunciation. And with a lifetime membership, you have access to all 25 offered languages. Get started today. Visit rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 to get 50% off your lifetime membership now. That's rosettastone.com backslash pod 50 for 50% off. TV, I say. I'm glad that all three of these couples still married. Kind of wild. That was yeah. like the headline. Yeah, they that got was that, that was out of the bombshell. Way. Yeah, is that, that they was the all were still and married. Was, that was revealed yeah. in the first like two minutes. Yeah, and I think let's be real about the couple we doubted the most, Kwame and Chelsea. Correct. And let <laughs> you I doubted them? I I don't understand. <laughs> I I mean, I swear to God, after their wedding, when Chelsea was like, My husband, Kwame straight up rolled his eyes. <laughs> like Kwame. Yes. That was my reaction. I was like, oh no, Kwame's face is about to be memed. Me, yeah. Like as <laughs> like, soon as he sees that Micah is single, this is done. And there they were with their like matching pink accents. And I'm going to be honest about this. After this reunion, I do believe that Kwame got a bad edit and maybe they actually are in love. Honestly, me too. Okay, thank you. I think think that this reunion is the best that they've come off, especially Kwame. He seemed so much more relaxed than we've seen him. And it did make me wonder, like, given that they really only showed us conflict between the two of them, like, we barely saw them having any fun together. Uh, I was like, was this just the show not wanting us to guess who ends up together? Yeah, because I think they had, like, you know, Tiffany and Brett, most beautiful couple in the world, absolutely amazing, absolutely boring. (laughs) Like, I love the, yes, I sobbed during their wedding, love them. But also we knew what was going to happen. They had to steal his pants to create any sort of drama. (laughs) (laughs) I truly think the producers were just like, just give him the wrong pants. Like, just make something happen. Oh, absolutely. We need it for, like, the highlight reel. (laughs) 
And, and I think he knew. I think that's why he was yelling at the cameras. Yeah. He was like, this should not happen. I know you stole my pants. Yeah. <laughs> and that's like, not cool. He's like, this is a day of planning. And it's not even like his <laughs> anger is at his friends or anyone. He's straight up no. like, I know production <laughs> brings in our pants. <laughs> so I felt like with that, they tried to find some drama. And then... Jackie and Marshall was drama, but it just like fizzled out really quickly because Jackie didn't want to play the game. She was like, I'm just leaving. I'm going to go. Yeah. And so I think yeah. they had to find something with Chelsea and Kwame. And they just, I think, gave them both a bad edit. And they both really, I thought, did a great job in this reunion of standing their ground and being like, you didn't see this. You didn't see this. And I did love Kwame straight up being like, I love my name. I love who I am. The producers are the ones who told me not to talk about race, to do this, and to consider changing my name. And he straight he was like, I don't know why they took out the part where I said I'm proud of who I am in my name. And I do think <laughs> there were a few times when Chelsea and Kwame were like, and we saw what people were saying on the internet about this. And I was like, are they talking specifically about my tweet? Because I... <laughs> <laughs> moments where I was like, are they talking to me specifically? Because I was the one who was like, ooh, Kwame clearly has problems because he doesn't love his name. (laughs) Yeah, it's hard not to feel personally called out when you're watching. Every time they're like, we saw the criticisms and I was like, I made all of them. Yeah, I'm like, okay, so you did see what I said. Great, (laughs) great. (laughs) It wasn't really for you to see, but But, we were clearly led there. Yeah. Yeah. The producers wanted us to be like, oh, his mom like doesn't want her to take the last name and isn't like ever going to meet her. And I honestly was shocked when like his siblings came, the way the producers had set it up, it just seemed like his entire family was against this. So when his sister was so nice, I was kind of like, okay, maybe we aren't seeing all, all of this. But also they kept in that weird edit where he's like bragging about how great Portland is. So I think they just didn't want him to look like a sane, good person. <laughs> like, Yeah, I also think maybe he was just really drunk at that point because he's like outside the bachelor party. Like, that's very true. Seattle thinks it's so great, but like, actually, it's overpriced. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, Portland has soccer. <laughs> If everything else you say makes it sound like you would rather die than move to Seattle right. and be with Chelsea forever, then that plays very differently than if you're in a pretty good relationship. And you're like, Seattle, though, I don't know about that. Like, it just, everything was selected to play into, like, yeah, every scene between them seems like they found the exact moment where Kwame was like, I'm just not in the mood for Chelsea's whole thing right now. Yeah. Like, I'm just like, I'm tired and I'm distracted and I I just like can't be fed a strawberry right now. Yeah. And if that's most of your relationship, that's a huge red flag. But other like in a stressful, high intensity period in your life, having some of those moments is not unusual. And maybe they just got screwed. I don't know. I don't. Yeah. I I think if I had seen their Calvin Klein pod date that Chelsea described, I wouldn't have been as uncomfortable with the boudoir couple shoot they think, made us watch. I don't think anything could make that <laughs> seem normal. I just because I mean, to me, the the Calvin Klein made it so much like worse, like or just like. <laughs> that made it to me so clear that it was like Chelsea's like 1990s teen fantasy of like her relationship where she was like, we're going to do a Calvin Klein ad together. That's yeah. like the hottest thing we could do. Even when she explains the date and the pods, she's like, that was our thing that we bonded over. 
Calvin Klein. I love Calvin Klein, and I bought Calvin Klein's in advance for whichever guy I would meet in the pods, and I sent them to Kwame, and I asked him to wear them. And I'm like, it really still sounds like Chelsea was driving the boat on yeah. the whole Calvin Klein fantasy. And Kwame was just like, I mean, they're comfortable, so I'm. I was in, but I, I did at least walk away going. I do think those two are gonna make it. I actually think all the couples that got married this season are like in a better place than all the couples last season. Like these couples make me go, oh, they actually like are in love with each other as people. Yeah, I think they're good. Like I actually believe in these couples yeah. as well. I mean, and it's also always nice that we get these check-ins on Love is Blind after they've been married for some time. So you kind of figure this relationship has at least been stress tested a bit. Yeah. So if they say that they're happy, like, I guess we have they to probably them. are. Yeah. And the big sort I, of reveal for the the reunion, since we didn't get it live, was them being like, here are some clips of the couples and how they live together. <laughs> and that also did make me believe, okay, like, Brett and Tiffany's was absolutely adorable. And when I saw so Zach cute. and Bliss, and Bliss, Zach was singing another song to her, I was like, <laughs> okay, these two absolute weirdos are are each other's soulmates <laughs> like dancing next to yeah, that creepy owl painting it. yeah she was into it <laughs> that's gotta be a good sign i mean as irena said the things she found repellent about zach bliss loves and yeah. that's beautiful uh one of the great moments uh when zach is singing the camera chose to just focus on irena's face during that entire moment and it's like she knew she could not move. She could not make a single emotion. <laughs> she just sat there like, I'm not going to get got this time. <laughs> uh, and I do, before we go, we have a, some time, a little bit of time left. I want to get into the Paul and Micah situation. That was more, I, I get like the biggest kind of drama that came up outside of like Jackie being boring. Paul and Micah kind of had like a showdown where Zach was like whispering in Paul's ear and Vanessa tried to make it into this big moment. But then I think we all remembered Paul and Mike are just too boring to really be drama. <laughs> I mean, it just, it turned into this weird thing where Zach was trying to call Micah out for coming for blood while Paul was taking accountability. And it didn't really seem like either thing was happening. I was like, it doesn't yeah. seem like Paul is taking a ton of accountability. And it also doesn't seem like Mike is coming for blood. They're both just kind of mumbling a lot. Yeah. And, yeah. And it felt to me fair for Micah to be upset that as of Friday, she saw a person she was dating tell an international audience that she was like not fit to be a mother. To be a mother. And that was she so She doesn't exude a certain intangible nurturing essence. I think you mean intangible, yeah. ineffable yeah. quality. And Paul just kept talking in circles that was so aggravating where he'd kind of want to take accountability and be like, well, that's not what I meant. I just mean like, well, but then he'd be like, but also, yeah, I don't think she could be nurturing at all. And it was just like, what are like, you Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't mean that. I just meant she doesn't have the ineffable quality of being nurturing that yeah. I wanted to see in a woman who would be a mother, okay? Yeah. It's just, it's not, I think it you know. all boils down to like, I worded things poorly and that was so hurtful and I'm so sorry. Also, she is not nurturing. Yeah. <laughs> and that's important in a mother. <laughs> it's like, well, you basically just said it again, Just Paul, said it again. So. And then Micah just was sitting there like, okay, that did not clarify anything and I just feel worse. But it did make me go, oh, wow, she really, I think, 
was all in on the relationship and would have like probably been absolutely happy married to him. Like, I do think she was just the kind of person who was like, he's cute. He's my guy. Like, fine. (laughs) And he just would have been like, she meets the minimum requirements for what I allow in a standard female. So they're perfect. Oh my God. (laughs) Yeah. Probably for the best that they're not married. I I think maybe they both need to do a little bit more self-reflection, growth, figuring out what it actually is that they each want from a relationship. Cause I'm just not, I'm not sure either of them is there. And like yeah. Zach, I appreciate his loyalty, but buddy, you got to rein it. You got to rein it in your friend. This, this was not a good look for your friend. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I thought they tried to give him kind of a cold moment where it was like, Oh, everybody's like being mean to Paul, but no one was, everyone was just no. kind of like, bro, you yeah. don't make sense. <laughs> That's no the one thing. was, it was attacking the mildest him. possible pushback that he was receiving. Yeah. Like people were really just like, can you, I'm sorry, can you actually clarify whether you think <laughs> Micah would be a bad mother? And Zach was like, that's enough. Yeah. I have heard this man's name dragged through, through the, the mud. mud. Leave my boyfriend alone. And it's just like, okay. Okay. Down. And at one point, I think like as he was about to like, pr- like defend Paul, Bliss was like, get comfortable, baby. Like, yeah, get them, babe, get comfortable. And I was just like, oh God, they're too in love and disgusting to me. So I guess as a whole, we have to say this season of Love is Blind was a success, even if the reunion was a disaster. Disaster, but we got, you know, three marriages. for after the altar. Yeah. After the altar, yeah. Uh, But yeah, three couples and a Josh and Jackie. Yeah, three couples Couple. and a Josh and Jackie, who I don't believe are together. <laughs> I truly believe she was like, I'll give you like 80 bucks if you come sit in my apartment. He didn't say a word the whole time. <laughs> he looks so oh my uncomfortable. God. She's <laughs> dropping receipts left and right. Oh, I need to probably. I think they're genuinely together. I guess I need to go check her Instagram because I just was like this. I don't trust it. He calls himself a girl dad of Of a dog. dog. <laughs> That does that not sound like a man truly in love to you? <laughs> Josh is very much a man who would have one daughter and and suddenly be like women. Yeah, women people too. Oh my yeah. gosh. Okay. <laughs> I don't know if you've heard. As the father of a daughter. Of a daughter. Uh, and, women yeah. are humans. And okay? a female dog would get him like halfway there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so uh yeah, okay. I, I gotta go check the receipts. I know uh Zach mentioned receipts he posted on his Instagram. Uh, which was actually just a very moving, touching story about his mother and yeah. addiction and grace and forgiveness. Yeah. That made me go, I've been I've been too mean to this guy. <laughs> no, I think he, I think Zach is truly yeah. like a good a good human. I will say Jackie's receipts are actual receipts relevant to the okay. show. Okay, so I would yeah, worth Let, checking those out. Let's get to it, listeners. <laughs> I want to thank you both for joining me, Emma Gray, Claire Fallon. Do you have anything else you want to share about the reunion? Where can people follow you? You can find our Love is Blind recaps for the whole season, and we'll be dropping a reunion pod shortly over on our Substack, Rich Text, clareandemma.substack.com. You can find that. And then you can find all of our other wonderful rom-com and reality dating show content over on Love to See It, which you can get wherever you get your podcasts. And thank you so much for 
having us there's so fun there's just way too much to get into in this whole reunion but i think we really hit the high points we hit the high points and at the end of the day (laughs) what matters is the class action lawsuit we're all going to join into uh against netflix and hopefully exactly i think together we could all at least get like 15 dollars that's that's what we deserve i want the option to go to a website to opt in to receive a check, a check for yeah. four dollars and seventeen cents, yep. or even point. that, that would be year. justice for me. Yeah, or we even a, a PayPal deposit that takes like twenty five percent taxes or like ta- whatever. I'll take an Amazon gift card. Okay? Yeah. <laughs> I want to thank my amazing guests again, Emma Gray and Claire Fallon, and make sure you go listen to Love to See It podcast because. They dive deep. They're they're gonna go all in. There was so much more we wanted to talk about with this mess. It, it was a tough time, and I, I need to thank the two of them for getting us through it. <laughs> uh, but before I let you go, let me give you some quick homework. You are gonna want to watch Unstable on Netflix. All the episodes are out, and there's only eight of them because that's what we do now with TV. We have eight episode seasons. You know, I recently started rewatching Dance Mom uh, for another appearance that I'll be doing. So, hey, put that on your list for homework. Dance Mom season one, episode one. Uh, and what I what I realized is the first episode, like the first season of Dance Moms is like 37 episodes. Let's bring that back. I missed that. 37 whole episodes <laughs> of that lady. Maybe not shows where ladies like yell at children, but just long seasons. That would be great. But Dance Moms really represented a place in time, debuted in 2011. I've been re, re, revisiting some uh, old reality shows, and it's been a time. Uh, in my in my Paramount Plus dive, I've been revisiting True Life. Uh, you might want to check that out. I'm also going to ask you to check out Aquafina is Nora from Queens on Comedy Central and also HBO Max because, you know, their whole, like, you know, streaming deal. Uh, but this de- this show debuted in like 2020. And I do feel like it kind of got lost in the shuffle of, of COVID and just so much content. Uh, but I really, really enjoyed it. I thought the second season was even better and just got sharper, more clever. I loved the episode they did about the grandma. Uh, and how do you not love a show with, with Jabuki? Come on. Like, what are you doing? B.D. Wong? You got to get into it. So if you haven't watched Aquafina's Nora from Queens, the next season is coming. So so get ready. Get ready. Go go watch the old seasons. Go watch the old episodes. Like I said, HBO Max. Again, I'm going to ask you to watch Barry. Also, a Black Lady sketch show is back. And Bob's Burgers, like I said, back from hiatus. Again, that's another show I, don't, I feel like I don't need to tell you to watch. But I do want to, again, on the homework list, again... Again, there are some you just know every week I'm telling you to watch it again. Grand Crew is one of them and The Great North is the other. In this past weekend, they had a great episode about a bear that they thought had died that it wasn't, but it did leave me dying of laughter. <laughs> but uh, more importantly, the episode featured Grace Freud, who is so, so funny. She's an amazing stand-up comic. Uh, she was doing some voice work in the show as just this very funny waitress. Uh, you probably know Grace from Girl God, Rick and Morty, uh, Eric Andre show. So like I said, the Great North, they're doing it up with all the best people in the world who are so, so funny. So get it, get it on your list. Go, go get it. Go get it on your homework list. Okay. I don't need a thing to happen with the Great North, like housebroken, where it's just on and nobody remembers, but I'm watching it. 
That's also on your homework list, Housebroken. Because I'm, I'm not fever dreaming. Like, it's real, right? The episodes are there. I'm watching them. Like, it's, it's not, I'm not making it up. So, TV Club, <laughs> that's your final assignment. Go watch Housebroken, probably on Hulu, so that I know I'm, like, it exists. Other people see it, right? On Fox. I swear there's a new season of that show with episodes that I am watching. <laughs> I want to thank you so much for listening. We'll be back next week with another episode. I say with Ashley Ray, another episode, another episode. TV I Say with Ashley Ray is an Earwolf production made by me, Ashley Ray Harris. It's engineered by Abby Aguilar, produced by Scott Sani, executive produced by Amelia Chapelo, and our original theme song is by Rafia. It means so much to me if you go rate, review, subscribe, follow TV I Say. Let us know what you think and tell your friends. Share with your golden girls. Tell your boys. If you love my TV recommendations, let everyone you know know. For special TV club members, join my Patreon. And you can also find my full archive ad-free episodes of TV I Say over on Stitcher Premium. Use promo code TV I Say, all one word, for a one-month free trial at stitcher.com slash premium. Whether you're making the same breakfast that you have every day or baking a cake for an extra special day, eggs are a staple in our diets. Eggland's best eggs are nutritionally superior to ordinary eggs, containing more vitamins and 25% less saturated fat. Not only are they better for you, but Eggland's best eggs taste better too. There's a reason that they're America's number one eggs. Visit egglandsbest.com for additional information and delicious recipes. You can live out your MasterChef dreams when you find a professional on Angie to tackle your dream kitchen remodel. Connect with skilled professionals to get all your home projects done well. Visit Angie.com. You can do this when you Angie that.